when nothing else worked, try this. Charles Schwab was a meal manager whose people weren't producing their quota of work. How is it? Schwab asks him. That a manager as capable as you can make this meal turn out what it should? I don't know, the manager replied. I have coaxed the men, I've pushed them, I've shown and cursed, I've threatened them without damnation and being fired, but nothing works. They just won't produce. This conversation took place at the end of the day, just before the night shift came out. Swap asked the manager for a piece of chalk, then turning to the nearest man asked, How many hits did you shift make today? Six. Without another word, Swap chalked at the big cigar six on the floor and walked away. When the night shift came in, they saw the six and asked what it mean. The big box, the big boss was in here today, the day people said. He asked us how many hits we made and we told him six. He walked, he chalked it down on the floor. The next morning, Swap walked through the mill again. The night shift had dropped out six and replaced it with a big seven. When the day shift reported for work the next morning, they saw a big seven chalked on the floor. So the night shift thought they were better than the day shift did they. Well, they would, so the night shift a thing or two. The crew pitched in with enthusiasm, and when they quit that night, they left behind them an enormous swaggering tin. Things were stepping out. Shortly, this mill, which had been lagging way behind in production, was turning out more work than any other mill in the plant. The principal, let Charles Schwab say it in his own words. The way to get things done, says Schwab, is to stimulate competition. I do not mean in a sordid, money-getting way, but in the desire to exile. The desire to exile, the challenge, throwing down the gauntlet and infallible way of appealing to people of spirit. Without the challenge, Theodore Roosevelt would never have been President of the United States. The Rough Rider, just back from Cuba, was picked for Governor of New York State. The opposition discovered he was no longer a legal resident of the states and Roosevelt, frightened, wished to withdraw. Then Thomas Collier pled. Then U.S. Senator from New York threw down the challenge. Turning suddenly in Theodore Roosevelt, he cried in a ringing voice, Is the hero of San Juan Hill a coward? Roosevelt stayed in the fight, and the rest is history. A challenge not only changed his life, it had a real effect upon the future of his nation. All men have fears, but the brave put down the fears and go forward, sometimes to death, but always to victory. This is amazing, yeah. I really love this quote. What's the motto of the King's God in ancient Greece? What greater challenge can be offered than the opportunity to overcome those fears? When Al Smith was governor of New York, he was up against it, Sing Sing. At the times, the most notorious penitentiary west of Devil's Island was without a burden. Scandals have been sweeping through the pristine walls. Scandals and ugly rumors. Smith needed a strong man to rule Sing Sing. An iron man. But who? He sent for Lewis E. Laws of New Hampton. How about going to take charge of Sing Sing? He said jovially when Laws stood before him. They need a man up with experience. Laos was flabbergasted. 
He knew the dangers of Sing Sing. It was politically appointment, subject to the vagaries of political whims. Warden had come and go. One had lasted only three weeks. He had a career to consider. Was it Ward the Ricks? Then Smith, who saw his hesitation, leaned back in his chair and smiled. Young fellow, he said, I don't blame you for being scared. It's a tough spot. I'll take a big person to go up and there and stay. So Smith was throwing down a challenge. Was he? Lovis with like the idea of attempting a job that called for someone big. So he went and he stayed. He stayed to become the most famous warden of his time. He, his book, 20,000 Years in Sing Sing, sold into the hundreds of thousands of copies. His broadcasts on the air and his stories of prison's life had been inspired dozens of movies. His humanizing of criminals wrought miracles in the way of prison's reform. I have never found, said Harvey S. Firestone, founder of the great Firestone, tire and rubber company, that pay and pay alone would either bring together or hold good people. I think it was the game itself. Frederick Hertzberg, one of the great behavioral scientists, concurred. He studied in depth the work attitudes of thousands of people, ranging from factory workers to senior executives. What do you think he would? He would, what do you think he found to be most of the motivating factor, the one facet of the jobs that was most stimulating, money, good working condition, French benefits, no, not any of those, the one major factors that motivate people was the work itself, it's the work was if the work was exciting and interesting, the worker looked forward to doing it and was motivated to do a good job. This is what every successful person loves, the game, the chance of self-expression, the chance to prove his or her word, to excel to win. This is what makes food race and hawk calling and pea eating contest, the desire to excel, the desire for a feeling of importance. So in this principle number 12, we have learned that throw down a challenge.